All right, welcome back. After the month slog following the Super Bowl, we finally have content with some substance. We got combine results. We got franchise tags. We got trades, retirements. So let's just get into it. Welcome to Terrestrial Takes. Official. It's happened, everybody. Jack Doyle retires after nine seasons. All with the hometown team Colts. 31-year-old leaves the Colts with a massive question mark at tight end as Moelle Cox enters free agency. I'm your host, Duchesne. Welcome to Terrestrial Takes. I'm joined by Tim, as always, at Nubs, Double N, Double B. How you doing? Good evening. I'm doing well. Nice. So... What do you think about Small Hands Doyle leading the uh, headlines? That was literally like one of the headlines like 48 hours ago. It's a, it's crazy how far we've come. <laughs> yeah, I like how we're leading off with it too. Yeah. <laughs> he kind of he kind of ended his career with a whimper this year. So, I I appreciate his game. He, he you know, he had some good seasons. He obviously was a good all-around tight end in terms of blocking as well. So, you know, on to the next thing. We'll see what he does. Speaking of on to the next thing, let's uh, get on to some actual news items. Just wanted to break the ice a little bit there. But uh, first of all, we are live on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube on IDP Army. We're on Twitter spaces where you can listen live. And if you have something you want to add, we could throw you on for a second, get your take, and then I'll kick you out of here. I don't know. I don't care how much I know you. <laughs> if uh, you want to join the show by means of a comment, go to Twitch. Go to Twitch at Duchesne's underscore. Leave your comments there or on YouTube at IDP Army. If you leave it in Twitter, I'm just not going to see them and they're not going to show up in the feed. And if you're listening uh old school podcast, well, you do you. So, Tim, we got Russell Wilson going to the Seahawks. <laughs> From the Seahawks to the Broncos. We got Noah Fant, Drew Locke, Shelby Harris, and two first-round picks, including number nine overall and a 23 first, and two second-round picks, and a fifth-round pick. Don't forget, the Broncos are getting a fourth back. Oh, yeah, they got their fourth back. They must have been taking one out of my book, right? Hey, I don't so, mind it. So what do we think of this trade? Uh, so do we think – well, let's go value first. Do you think that they got the, enough value for Russell Wilson? And I will say that I think they did. 109 is a really good pick. Yeah. And there's a lot of times where – you see a lot of stud players, especially it's a lot of it's salary cap driven when it happens, but you'll see a lot of good players just get moved for mid-round picks. So to get two first, obviously quarterback position is different, and we know that Russell has a lot of time left in, in the league. So you could always be like, well, you don't really want to trade a stud, but it wasn't working. That relationship was, was um, there's fractures in it, and it wasn't going to get better. So I really don't mind 109 and the rest of the packages that they got. Obviously, they weren't probably going to move on with uh, Locke in their future. So they kind of were able to move assets that they didn't have future plans for. And it's obvious that they wanted to um, move on from Locke. And it sounds like they're pretty happy at this point with, you know, Ever O taking over a uh, majority of the plays for Fant. So that's you know, something to look at. I did like the the tweet that we saw earlier today that now Seattle finally has two first round picks that can trade for another safety. 
Yeah, with uh, 33 inch arms, right? <laughs> um, so they have 109. What do we think that they're going to do with that pick? Do we think that they take a QB? Do we think they trade back? Um, I definitely think they go QB. Now it's a question of what quarterback. Um, ahead of them in the draft are some QB needy teams, but I feel like most of them need to build around their quarterback and maybe go in for a quarterback next year. But we have Carolina at six. They might be looking at a quarterback. Uh, Atlanta could be looking at one at eight, just ahead of them. But I had the thought that I, f- I just feel like Sam Howell actually fits there very well. And he's fallen uh, down some draft boards. So maybe they don't even have to take him at nine. But I I don't know. I had a shower thought and it's really sticking in my head. Like I could really see Sam Howell in Seattle. Well, I, I, like you're, I like the idea. And it's really just going to depend on how the how each team really values these quarterbacks. Um, I can't get Willis out of my head for some reason at that spot. It makes sense with uh, Howell as well because he is mobile. Something that I that kind of sticks in my head is that I think we're going to see a lot in terms of impact coming from both the New York teams because of the fact they have two first-round picks and they're both very high. Each team does. So there could be a lot of impact or um, fingerprints that you see on this draft, even just from those two teams impacting trading up or down. So I want to yeah. I want to see what happens there, but most likely those teams are not taking quarterbacks. So if someone wants to come up, that might be the spot to do it. it the rumor mill is going to be you know very very active before the draft, just based on there's no clear cut one, and no teams have really said their preference besides Pittsburgh at this point. Yeah, so the Jets are sitting with uh, pick four and pick ten, and then the Giants have both five and seven. So they definitely could be players here trading to a team that might be looking to move up for a quarterback. Um, I definitely don't. I think the line right now for quarterbacks in the top 10 is at three and a half. Uh, Yeah. And I would take the under. I'm thinking two, but because I just don't think that Jacksonville, Detroit, Houston take a quarterback. So it's a matter of if one of those New York teams trades out for somebody looking for a quarterback to hop because both New York picks are ahead of Carolina. So if somebody wants a quarterback, if they want the number one quarterback, I think we have to assume that Carolina is likely going to be looking there. So they're going to be trading with one of the uh, New York teams to get in front would be my assumption. I wouldn't believe a single ounce of quarterback rumor until the player has been picked. There's going to be so much garbage thrown around because it could be, Let's just say that Carolina prefers Pickett, right? Yeah. The other teams may may prefer, uh, you know, a Howell or a, a Malik Willis. At the end of the day, Carolina may may not even make their intentions know that they like Pickett, and it could cause a real issue or just a stir. Something I would like to see though is the Jets moving moving back because I would like to see them grab an offensive lineman, and I feel like there's, I think there's four for sure, and maybe a fifth that's a little bit later in the first or early second. I'd like to see them move back to at least like 11 or 12. I'm not sure who has those picks right now, but something like that where then they can still fill a need, acquire more assets and start to really build around Zach Wilson. You're muted. Yeah. If you're sitting there at four, you, uh, you definitely need to be looking at looking, uh, moving back. So I guess we can get into the uh, fantasy aspects of the trade. We got, I don't know. Do we want to start with Broncos first? We want to start Seattle. I mean, Seattle, I feel like has got to be sellers and 
it really doesn't do well. I, I would love, I'm loving to see Fant with his new quarterback though in uh, in Seattle. Unless just pray, pray <laughs> to God it's not true. I was gonna say you mean the same one <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so I mean, we I guess we could start with the big hot topic, and that's the Broncos wide receivers, and they have to take a massive jump forward, right? I mean, I've been high on, I've been high on Judy, a little lower on uh, Sutton, but both of them at least have to move to the top of whatever tier they're in, I feel. Judy is, he has very underrated route running. So if he's able to kind of get that mind meld, that Lockett and Wilson developed over time, I understand that that this is something that's going to be accelerated. But we know that Judy's a pretty intelligent wide receiver. The problem is he doesn't catch everything. But I think he's very talented, and it's going to be fun to kind of see how this shakes out. I some guy actually to keep an eye on maybe Hamler too, because if they run some sort of four wide receiver set, Wilson may, may break the play down and, and kind of extend. And there could be some deep shots to take for Hamler. If Hamler can even at least stay healthy, like somewhat. So Hamler to the moon. Is that what we're saying here? Tim? No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> <laughs> just trying, just, just thinking it all on, on all, all levels, all aspects. I'm I'm wondering though when it comes to tight end, like, yeah, we we saw some decent years from tight end when it came to Seattle tight ends, but we didn't see like many great years. And they well, we haven't seen anybody end. nearly as good as Albert O. I've been I have been <laughs> hung out to dry for not knowing that Albert O. is the best prospect at tight end that there has ever been. You got hung out to dry pretty pretty bad on Twitter today. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> because I of did. Albert O. Because I'm saying to fade Alberto because I want to take a, I I want to take a tight end that I think is better in McBride and it will cost you next to nothing. But I guess people have Albert O in their top ten uh, dynasty rankings already, and that's something I kind of wanted to talk about for a long time with tight ends. And we'll we'll circle back to this trade, but for a long time with tight ends, I was like, I don't want to take him in rookie drafts. I w- I'll just I'll pay up and just get the good one because like. I would rather take a shot on a positional player or on a quarterback in the rookie draft. But now I'm sort of beginning to think that tight ends in rookie drafts are just such great holders of value. Like they don't ever go down in value. If they even have a shot of, of looking, of sniffing the starting role, they're an early second, no matter where you got them. Like you, you got Alberto for like a late third, early fourth. And now people think he's like an early second pick because People are saying that he's a better prospect than uh, Trey McBride, and McBride's going at 205, so he's an early second. So you're saying that Albert O is an early second, which is just fucking crazy. Maybe it's true for some people, but it's crazy to me to think that that guy still holds value as an early second. Same thing with like a Nerf Smith when he comes back. Like these tight ends hold value like forever. It's insane. I really don't want to turn the knife when we talk about Herb Smith because I know how you feel. I, I, no, Albert O had a really good college career. He's very athletic. It's there. There is potential there, but yeah. this something we really need to look at is this offense is now stacked. Like <laughs> yeah. it is, it's stacked. So the ball is going to have to be shared amongst at least five players that are relevant when it comes to discussing fantasy. I so th- there's going to it's going to be a lot of negotiation when it comes to how this offense is going to work. Yeah. Uh... 
the same thing with rookies real quick about quarterbacks is I've felt I've, I'm beginning to feel that these quarterbacks fall off in value really hard year one into year two, unless you're Trey Lance and you're still a top 10 dynasty quarterback. But uh, I'm, I'm really thinking that Superflex might be overvaluing quarterbacks in the rookie drafts. And I feel like we as a community are feeling that when I look at our ADP, we have Malik Willis, who is, oh man, my sheet's fucked up. I'm gonna have to fix that. Uh, Malik Willis is holding the 103 spot, but besides that, all the other quarterbacks are sitting at the end of the first. So I think we're picking up on that as a as a community as a whole. But back to the trade and the Broncos aspect is Javante Williams. Now I think the first domino to fall is if he gets the starting role over, and if Mel- Melvin Gordon leaves or not. But uh, it's just a fact. I don't really. It's not really loaded, but Russell Wilson's never targeted a running back more than fifty times. He hasn't targeted him fifty times yet. Uh, I think Wilson just had uh, Williams just had fifty three targets this past year. Now, if we're talking top five upside, you really need those. I don't know. I, I'm pulling it out of my ass, but you need more than fifty targets, really. To like, like unless you're Henry, who I think still had. Uh, what did he have for targets? I don't even know. So, do we think that he? sees enough targets or do you think his efficiency as a runner will make him a top five running back or he's yeah he's got to be around the top five running back right now right it's so hard when you say top five because i i truly feel there's there's like a a tier of like maybe one or two running backs and then there's a, a another tier of like seven to nine that are just all together and they just mix flip flop wherever you go and i the one thing about about when we're talking Javante, and I don't even want to talk about like him and Melvin, and I don't mean it as a way that I'm just dis, dis, uh, discarding Melvin, but I think the way that we would expect or we could expect Javante to score a lot of points in this offense is that the defense is good, so potentially short fields, as well as they brought in an offensive type or offensive um, minded or geared head coach, as well as that they have, now have a good quarterback. I just see opportunities for maybe short fields, a more efficient offense, and then what we're more, what we're more relying on. I can't talk today. <laughs> That's that, a tough one. What we are more relying on is going to be touchdowns, in my yeah. opinion, not receptions. I think you're going to see those spike twenty point weeks when Javante gets two touchdowns versus, you know, if he gets six receptions. Yeah, I think that he will not see the 60 or more targets and that's an arbitrary number right? i haven't done the numbers to see how much like a top five running back gets usually on average for targets but i don't think you'll need the 60 plus targets to be that top five running back uh, i've been a javante williams hater i suppose because i've been a little hesitant but uh, i will say i don't think he needs those targets to deliver uh because of that efficiency that we're talking about with those touchdowns uh Last thing I want to talk about with Broncos is their AFC West aspirations and what it means to the conference as a whole. Now, uh, there are two wildcard spots, right? Or is it three? Should be two. Two. Oh, and one by. That's right. So you could you could see three of these teams coming out of the AFC West because I mean that division is loaded. Uh, and but what it does, I think, is it makes it it, it, it equals out the parity of of the league because they kind of beat each other up. Hopefully. Like you don't have Kansas City with a guaranteed, I don't know, 13, 14 wins. Like actually, I'm sorry, it is three. It is three. Okay. I'm glad someone did some research here on this pod. <laughs> <laughs> Live entertainment. Because I'm uh, like, there is a buy, so there's seven. Yeah. Whoops. So three. So you could see all four teams <laughs> if uh if uh McDaniels does some magic. Um 
I think it's good for the league, though, uh, as, especially the AFC, which was a little more fair this year. But that was just because there wasn't the 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 Chiefs were really the Chiefs as they have been in the past. But um, I think it's good for the AFC, and I think it's good that that division is going to be stacked, and they'll beat each other up. I think. What'll be nice is that it keeps eyeballs on it too. No matter what yeah. is going on in the rest of the AFC, you'll always have this AFC West narrative that you can fall back on to say, well, what's going on in the in you know what's going on in the AFC West? How are these teams performing and things like that? So I think that's really good. Um, well, I wanted to make a, a little quip earlier. I said I can't believe Russell Wilson improved two teams' uh, playoff chances and <laughs> One of those or Super Bowl chances, one of those was the Broncos and the other one was the Packers because there's like nobody the Packers have to play against besides, you know, the Rams and 49ers 49ers at this point. So (laughs) there might be a Garoppolo list, though. (laughs) There might Uh, be a good or bad thing. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) It's it's mysterious. We just we're not sure right now. It's so mysterious, dude. God damn. I had I was on JWB podcast yesterday and I had to shout you out but I shouted you out talking about a little bit of a mysterious Kyle Shanahan. (laughs) Uh, uh, That's, that's something that that's a brand I can get behind that, that type of brand. Uh, Let's go to the other side real quick. We just spent a while in Broncos. Do we think the Seahawks move these wide receivers? I don't see why not, but at the same time, do you want to bring in a a rookie, rookie quarterback with no one to throw to, but I can't even think of the (laughs) Dwayne Eskridge, like, uh, I think you'd want to be looking at capital for these wide receivers, but I really don't know what, what they would get. You're not going to get a first for Lockheed. You, you'll get a first plus for DK. You won't get two, I don't think. So I think you might just send Lockett off, but hold on to DK. I mean, he's young. He's still on his rookie deal. Uh, and if that's the case, if if they don't move, how do they move in your rankings with this Wilson departure? I'm gonna to have to know who the quarterback is first. So a lot of it's no, probably we hold. make a call, we make a podcast tonight. I need a take tonight, well, and we I'll, will adjust. I was gonna say a lot of it's probably a hold. But I don't know if you're gonna be able to, to sell Lockett for anything in Dynasty worth a worth uh, a damn. And a lot of people were holding him at uh, second round value before, when they when he had Wilson. So I don't really see that moving down because a lot of people won't take a third for him. When it comes to actually trading him in, in real life, he's got a big contract and he just signed it. Oh, so true. there's a lot of guaranteed money there. And great point. It's going to be, you're basically, if you, if you trade him, you're going to be committing to having probably a bad core for a while and not spending money at the wide receiver position. So we're, that's, that's all the things that uh, Seattle has to really kind of think about when they, before they make these moves. Now I did see rumors that they were uh, open in, available to talk shop for, for Lockett. So that's something else to look at too, because if they're willing to do it, they may be fine with taking, you know, a hit on the money and then just getting a couple mid round picks for him if at best. So DK, I don't see moving. He's just, I feel like they're going to ask too much and it's just going to make it more difficult. But if they are all out on the season, I, I could see it. I just don't think it's likely. Now, I also don't think it's bad either that, uh, a rookie quarterback may come in and just pepper his best receiver with targets. It may not really hurt too much when it comes to fantasy production for whoever they decide to be the name, the main target. Well, I don't abide much. I think it's grown a little stale and outdated that a rookie quarterback loves his tight end, but 
I'll stick with it when it when it helps my uh, my case. And uh, for for Noah fan, I'm buying Noah fan, baby. I'm tying them up. I'm, I don't know what the, if the value has dipped. I haven't seen any trades. I haven't sent any offers. But he has not moved in my tight end ranks. He's staying right where he was. Um, which I don't know. It's at seven, but it's really like it's fucking tight end, dude. It's pretty gross. Uh, Alberto did move up. I had him at like tight end forty, <laughs> and he he moves up to like fifteen or so because I mean I'll take a shot on him, but that I would much prefer Trey McBride still. Uh, as far as the wide receivers in this deal, I I moved Russell Wilson actually up. If, I know. Speaking of the wide receivers, Russell Wilson moves up my. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he 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 was he moves to the top of the tier. He didn't move up a tier, but he moves up to six for me. Uh, I couldn't keep a couple other guys ahead of him anymore. Uh, Drew Lock still remains not on my ranks, though he's there somewhere, but I don't scroll that far. Uh, I'm gonna leave Jerry Judy where I have him, though, which is uh, wide receiver 24. I was a little higher on him to begin with, I think. Uh, but I was baking in uh, a quarterback upgrade, so but Sutton, I'm gonna have to do something with Sutton, I think, because I'm disrespecting the man at, <laughs> at wide receiver 52. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, I'll admit that. <laughs> I want to know, because of the offensive talent in Denver, we haven't really ever gotten to see Russ just unlock it and just become Mr. Unlimited. There's so that would be somewhere. that would be fun. Oh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> but just kind of unleash. But it may end up being that they, they still go, well, we have this full, this full team, this complete roster. We are still going to have a lot of um, running of the of the football and still kind of limit Russ. Or it could be that Russ comes out and throws for 4,500 or 5,000 yards and has some fun. Yeah, I'm big on uh, quarterbacks and their first, like proven stud quarterbacks in their first year in the new offense. Uh, I, I should look into this, but I mean, I was all in on Brady when he went to Tampa Bay. I was all all in on Stafford last year, and I know a lot of people were, but this is something I've, I've really been all in on. Uh, and I, I'm I'm in on Russ moving to Denver. Uh, I'll 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 keep riding that gravy train. Um, I got really nothing else on this on this trade. Anything else you want to cover here? I like the fact I understand they give up first and seconds, but I like the fact that they still have the majority of their draft class to still look to fill positions on their roster. Where now their my their minor concerns were that before there were major holes. Yeah. So this could just be really fun to find supplemental guys that will maybe be good in certain situations or they already have guys that on the roster they think can rise to the occasion. So be fun to watch. Getting a guy like Russell Wilson will will, will plug a lot of holes. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to be married first. Yeah, you just got to uh, wait till he he what he reinvigorates his uh uh what is I can't remember what it's called right now, his celibacy. Uh, <laughs> Oh shit! What? Yeah, yeah. I, um, I, I'm gonna assume now that they're gonna be moving Lockett and eating that money. So we got a, a comment. Bread, Breadwater just dropped a Woj bomb in my on my pod. Seahawks just released Wagner. Excuse me. Can we verify that? Yeah. <laughs> but holy shit! Yeah, if that's true, they just released him. Holy shit! Wow. Yeah. Where does he go? 
Oh, please, please, New England. Like, not just because of Pat's thing, but they need a linebacker so fucking bad on that team. Uh, I was I was thinking about Lockett there as well. I mean, any any wide receiver there is going to be Patriot rumors there. But oh my god, I would love to see Bobby Wagner on the Patriots. I don't know what that does for his contract. If he's getting paid elsewhere and he doesn't need a huge deal, that's some, that's right up their alley. But it would be irresponsible for the Patriots to not be in on Bobby Wagner. That would be massive. And uh, one last Patriots angle I wanted to hit was. Uh, I doubt that they were in on Wilson, but if you are Seattle, what return do you like better? Um, Lock in 109, a first next year, and two seconds, and Fant, so it's a big deal. Or or Mac Jones and pick 21 and a first next year. That's close. Yeah. Because you're getting a quarterback in Jones. It really probably shouldn't be that close if you're getting a starting quarterback, but I, it really just depends on how they view this team because this this Seattle team is not good. It's yeah. not complete anywhere. It needs all line help. You know, the defensive line wasn't that great. We've seen better days from the corners. That obviously <laughs> linebackers now. So, yeah, Jesus. I think this this I think at, at worst you're going to have to hopefully trade back or try to gain more assets in the draft. Uh, I'm 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 gonna switch it. I'll go Mac Jones just because he's shown the ability to play quarterback. What does this do with um, Pete Carroll? I mean, oh, Pete Carroll should be gone. Like yeah, I don't right? know why Pete Carroll is still the coach there. <laughs> I feel like he's this. He probably will be gone after this, right? Well, like, and why, why would Pete Carroll want to play a rebuild? Exactly. Why would he stick around? <laughs> I mean, he's older than Bill Belichick. He's like. I think Arians might be the oldest, or Carol. Him or they're both. I think Carol's the older. I think Carol's oldest. I think he's seventy, maybe seventy-one. So, like, yeah, I think he's he's probably gone, right? But then there's that's so late into the coaching carousel. Like, who are they gonna bring in? I don't know. This is crazy. This is crazy. So, question then, for I'm looking at Lockett landing spots. If you're Arizona, do you let uh, Kirk walk? And make a move for Lockett. Well, that's tough. Uh, I would absolutely because Lockett's much better. Uh, uh, yeah, Lockett's much better. But you would have to trade and take on the contract, mm-hmm. uh, and the, the contract would be more expensive than Kirk's, I would imagine. But while we're talking wide receivers, let's skip another quarterback that takes up too much time of our lives and uh this one got brushed under the rug aaron Rodgers tried to get you know the spotlight today over all the franchise tags but mike williams gets a three-year six sixty million dollar deal now what the hell is this about like even if you want mike williams there's no way that he's getting 60 million on the on the uh, on the market i don't i just don't buy that uh it's 40 million guaranteed it's 20 million dollars a season and it puts him at fifth highest average annual value for wide receivers. Like you're only talking about Devontae Adams, Keenan, DeAndre Hopkins, and, and Julio, some for some godforsaken reason. Um are paid more than Mike Williams. Now if you want to keep Mike Williams for Justin Herbert and you have the cap space, fine. All right, that's one thing. But why do you why do you gotta pay him? Why do you gotta pay him 40 million guaranteed, 20 million a season? What is this? I don't know if it was just to be expedient and get rid of the negotiation or what, but maybe Herbert said, I can't live without this guy. I, I need him. He went to him against um, the, uh, the Raiders 
in the end zone. So he's got faith in him to make big, big plays in big uh, spots. So that could be it. I just, I don't know. I'm, 60 million is a lot. And I feel like you were bidding against yourself or maybe he threatened if he didn't get big money, he was going to be for sure moving on. Uh, the Latum. I mean, I know the free agency class is getting not as, you know, deep because we just saw Devontae Adams tagged, uh, Godwin tagged. Uh, so you look, maybe Allen Robinson might be out there still, but uh, it's just a bad contract. Like even it, that, it's just as simple as that. Like you know that he's gonna get fucking hurt, and he's my 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 gripes with Mike Williams are are deep and well documented. But I just it's, I it's, cannot it's expensive. It. It's expensive. <laughs> yeah. Um. So back to Aaron Rodgers though, he gets his four year twenty two hundred million dollar deal. <laughs> Holy shit! Is it a four-year deal? Mm-hmm. I think 152 guaranteed. 153 guaranteed. 53. They do this today so that Devonte Adams can be tagged, and now those two are making taking up 70 million dollars in cap space this year. But yeah, please bitch about building the team around you, Aaron. So we have we have our Packers fan on. We actually have Levi in our space right now. Who uh, what me and. Me and Levi would uh, would add it a lot because I said as a hypothetical Packers fan, I would be done with Aaron Rodgers. But let's let's get your take on this first, Tim. Well, something that a friend actually brought up to me today was the the TV rights as well as like the red zone rights are going to be kind of changing over and needing to be re-signed. So there's going to be an influx of major cash coming into the league, which is going to really shift the salary cap up. So this may not have as big of impact on overall ability to fill out a roster. Now, is it absurdly expensive? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yes. Now, I don't know if we want to talk about what we were talking about in chat earlier about perspectives of my opinion on Rogers or not, but if I were to go into a little bit, as a Packer fan, we've had 30 years of really good seasons. Now, we only have two, two Super Bowls out, out of that. Now, I say we, not as the Packers, but as Packer fans, because I don't play on the team, so I never want to represent like that. I don't get that gripe. But I am I am happy to have had 30 good years, and I don't blame Rodgers for not having more championships. I think there's a lot of times where Packers brass – likes to sit back in comfortable positions just to never stick their neck out and take risks. And it shows. Yeah. Well, Levi, if you want to give your two cents again, raise your hand and uh, we'll throw you on here so that uh, you can bury me uh, to my entire audience and not just my closest friends. Uh, <laughs> what do we think it does for, uh, for the, their, their, their position players? I think Aaron Jones, this is a fantastic thing for Aaron Jones. If you bought Aaron Jones, you look like a genius. Yeah. Because he was going for what? Like his his going rate was like 111, 112. At best. Yeah. That, best. Was, that was the best I could get was 112. And that was that took some that's that took some doing. Uh AJ Dillon, is this good or bad for him? If it's good for Aaron Jones, is it is it inverse? Is it an inverse relationship? I'm not sure it is though. No, I think it's good yeah. for both because if this team finds success the same way they did last year. You're going to need both of those guys. Where now, before when Aaron Rodgers wasn't locked in, you're kind of wondering what's going to happen. How how is this offense going to look? How are they going to function? What's going to be the focal point? Now they can just assume their roles again, and that's a good thing. 
I, I, I foresee a, a bigger, uh, 50, closer to 50-50 split between these two. And I actually wouldn't mind seeing Aaron, Aaron Jones more involved in the passing game than the running game when he's in, but you don't want to tip your hand. I agree. And we do have Levi on the on standby. So let us get his take and let him roast the shit out of me. Not much. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. Glad to have you here. Now, what, what do you got for me? <laughs> I was just listening to Tim talk a little bit about the running back situation. So, Tim, were you finished? Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, you were, uh, it seemed like, advocating for them to not re-sign Rodgers. And I guess I'm still not fully sure what your argument was, Duchesne. So maybe you've covered that before I got in here. But do you want to talk about that a little bit? Well, thank you for joining. Let me remove i don't know how to get you off of there all right well we'll figure that out some other time so i don't think it's a bad move from an organization i was speaking from a fan and as a fan if i were as a hypothetical packer as a hypothetical packer fan i would be annoyed i'd be fed up the dude he won a super bowl 11 years ago he's supposed to be the best He's got one in five in the NFC championship game. All he does is bitch and moan. He's been just a complete tool holding the team hostage and he wants his money, but he wants us to build around him and he doesn't come through. I would just be fed up as if I were a fan and I think I would be done with him, but I'm, I hold my teams to high standards and I get, I understand the the thought that, okay, yeah, it's much better to have a really good quarterback than, than, go into a rebuild but that's that's where i stand on it but i'm not a packer fan and so as a fantasy guy i think it's fantastic all right uh any other position players you want to go over they really don't have any mvs is leaving the packers i think mvs is going to get overpaid in free agency it seems like all the wide receivers are just because i don't think there's a I think there's a lot the drafts, but I don't think there's a, a deep pool of free agent wide receivers. And some teams may want to lock up a certain play type. And MVS is the deep role player on a lot of teams. And I can see someone going out and really targeting him. I, I think he gets overpaid. Now, if the Packers were able to like target like a uh, Jamison Williams and replace him, that would be pretty pretty cool in my opinion. I mean, I'm done with that. Like, let's do that. You don't think you don't think they should go defense? No, I thought the defense played great. I mean, yeah, we can they we they can always get another pass rusher because one of the Smiths may end up getting uh, released this offseason to save some cap. And you can always I should say you shouldn't you can never have too many pass rushers. But I would be focusing on now that you've really committed to Rodgers, go out there and get him weapons, make him, you know, the he already was performing as MVP, but make him just out of this world MVP next year. Yeah, I definitely think they should be looking at wide receiver as well at 28 because you're not going to be able to buy one. You are, but I know the cap's a myth, but you are flush with no cash. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 70 million between two players. Okay. Like that is, that's got to be unprecedented. Uh, <laughs> that's about it for news. There was some tag news. I mean, all the tight ends got tagged, which is a little how? wild. I don't know. What Fucking how? What is up with that? What's, why is everyone paying their t- tight ends $11 million this year? 
No, it makes zero sense. <laughs> zero sense. Like not even bad just because of fantasy aspect. Like we would have liked to see these guys go to better situations, but it's like, why? <laughs> There's no one else like that you could have tagged and just, you could have resigned the tight end for cheaper. Could you not? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You could um, give a guy 11 million guaranteed over two years, he'll probably take it. Exactly. It's insane. Um, that's it. There wasn't really a lot of news <laughs> this week, but uh, no. The only other thing I kind of wanted to get to, I guess, before we go is the, the combine and just really quick. Um, do you have any like big risers that really killed it? Was there like a JT this year of people that flew up boards? I, JT was high last year, but after he ran a 40, he was generational. So. This is stupid, but I like the fact of how well Brees Hall performed at the combine and yeah, all, the, all of the, the ways in which he performed and filled out, you know, on just everything. And it, it, it's good to see that it wasn't like a, a myth or that we were all misled for the entire you know last two years because he hasn't really moved from that a top two running back in this class for about two two and a half years. So. I just I like that he solidified himself. I know that now there's some buzz around Watson. We'll see how that goes. I mean, he was pretty good on the sideline. I'm not trying to like go all about you know uh, North Dakota State player, but we'll see what happens. But I, I don't hate what I saw, and it's nice that he wasn't super slow and didn't have or had like clunky feet or concrete feet. Yeah, Watson has some of the biggest deviation in my mock draft ADP right now, so he's going crazy different spots all over the place uh jeff bell said christian watson's gonna be drafted over david bell a couple like a month ago and i was pissed but it might be looking that way because one of the biggest fallers likely if the nfl cares a lot about his comma it would be david bell um i took him in a mock yesterday at 206 i still like him at that spot but he's fallen from like a mid first for me I've, I've been in on bell for a while uh I'll I, I said it on there but I haven't said it on my pods. I'm going to let the NFL tell me how much I should care about the the combine with their draft capital. Um I definitely take it though with a with a grain of salt. Um a big riser, a big riser for me and not not really an ADP but just closing the gap in the tiers and everything is Kenneth Walker. Uh I still took Spiller right ahead of him but I mean, it's it's really close. It's back to back, and I could easily see Walker jumping Spiller finally. Which, you know, sometimes you got to readjust. Uh, but he he did. Yeah, he kind of killed it at the combine. I had one other takeaway, not just for a specific player, but a positional group. Yeah, wide receivers are built different like, <laughs> compared to ten years ago. They are built different. These guys come in; they are streamlined. Just. On, on land swimmers, they are muscular out of every single place in their body. And it, instead of real thin looking, need to be in the weight room for the next three years to make up for it type stuff that we were seeing, like I said, a decade ago. Wherever, whatever training camps they're going to or whatever, it's working. And we're only going to see better and better classes at wide receiver. Which is great. That's great for the league, great for fantasy. As the classes get deeper, the busts should decrease so we don't keep getting fucking what was it bird i don't know ah i can't think i don't know i had one bust in my head but I, I i don't i don't uh i don't fret on busts i let them they don't take up space in my head once they suck they're gone uh you haven't uh, paid for the real estate sir 
Um, a big riser that I've seen in a couple drafts since the combine is Desmond Raider. He snuck in to a 112 spot in a mock draft. And uh, good God, I hope I see this in real drafts. <laughs> he is, I've heard that he is up to quarterback two on certain people's boards. So we were talking earlier about, you know, smoke screens for the draft and this quarterback. We don't, and people are going to be feeding shit out to people. <laughs> Desmond Ritter is going to be like the Mac Jones, like Carolina's eyeing Ritter at six. He's eyeing him. And then in the sixth round, Ritter's still sitting at the table. <laughs> <laughs> they won't let him leave until he's drafted. So he's just stuck in the draft room for four days. You know, when remember when the the Eagles drafted uh, Rager? Oh, yeah. And then they cut to Minnesota's yeah. war room <laughs> and they were laughing. Yeah, that's how I it. feel a team would be if they some team took Ritter, like, <laughs> the, ah, yeah. got him. A team trades up to five <laughs> to hop Carolina and then they take Ritter and, and Willis or Hal falls to him. They're, Oh, all right. Carolina <laughs> just high fiving in the war room. It's fine. Send the pick. Send it now. Send it now. <laughs> what are you doing? You're not even supposed to be in here. <laughs> um, a faller that fell hard on the timeline, but has not fallen in the drafts I've been conducting is Kyron Williams. He is not his his ADP has actually gone up a spot since the combine. He's now sitting at 207, which was way too high for me pre-draft, uh, pre-combine and uh People just don't want to give it up, I guess. They're they're taking my line of, I'll, I'll wait to see what the, what the NFL thinks of the combine. And to that, I say touche. <laughs> uh, I'm different when it comes to running backs because I don't really care about the 40. I care more about like the 10 yard and, you know, some, the three some sort code, of the shuttle. The three code that nobody ran. Well, I don't really. Well, now we ran out of time. Like yeah. what is that? It's an NFL. It's an NFL event in an NFL stadium on an NFL-owned network. How the fuck do you run out of time? I don't understand that. That but, NFL teams are there to evaluate the prospects for the good of this league. Yeah. What? No. We just we we why did we ran out of time? We wanted to do prime time for the forty. Yeah. What? So honestly, when it comes to, especially if you're expecting Williams to be a, a pass receiving back. I don't really care about the 40 as much. Now, there were a lot of times where he was getting caught, like line of scrimmage or backfield, because it, it now reflected that he's not that fast. But when it comes to being a receiving back, there's going to be a lot of times where it's more or less understanding the space that you're working in and knowing how to maybe make the first guy miss. Where you're a lot of the times you're not busting these these plays long. Like that's not the intention a lot of times for these plays. It's to get seven or eight yards or get a first down or get a catch and get out of bounds. So I think there's still opportunity for him to operate in a space that makes sense. But also it could be that this 40 time is just the final nail in the coffin for NFL teams that weren't really in on him in the, in the first place. Yeah. Because uh, if you have to fight to get out of your own backfield a lot of times, that's not a good sign. Absolutely not. I didn't really see anything else as far as uh... – Huge reactions from the combine. Everything seems to be still pretty in line with how we've been drafting in these mocks. Uh, I, I'll, I'll be doing the mocks post NFL draft. So when there's that uh, draft capital, we'll be able to see just how much everything changes for people. That's one of my favorite things. That's what's so good about doing your own ranks or just keeping track of things and then seeing how they change and then adjusting and evaluating why they changed and then 
trying to understand if it was a good thing or not, <laughs> if if the change was good or not, and uh, I guess a uh, case study on CEH essentially, <laughs> or Ritter. Or Ritter, oh my God! I hope I hope he's the Mac Jones this year. Of they're eyeing him at six overall, high riser Ritter. What would be I, the prime landing spot for him to go that would push him up as high as possible? Uh, well, it would be Pittsburgh trading up. I mean, it would be somebody trading up, unless we're talking mm-hmm. Carolina. If we're not talking trades, it's probably Carolina at six or Atlanta could be a good one too because they're Atlanta they're at eight, Seattle at nine, Washington at eleven, Minnesota. I mean, that would make no sense. <laughs> like at twelve, like I really hope Washington gets a quarterback that works out for them. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm just thinking about that that QB line three and a half top ten quarterbacks. I don't know. I don't see it. I think it's got to be. I think three tops. There's too many good other players to pick. Like even if we're just talking offensive line and defense, it just wouldn't make sense to let all that talent. And wide receiver, huh? Meh. Actually, do we see? Do we think there's a wide receiver in the top ten? There's got to be. Someone's gonna fall in love with a Garrett Wilson, or someone's gonna fall in love with yeah, with especially if one of the New York teams don't trade one, they you'll see one of them take a, a wide receiver for sure. Like we said, the Jets are at four and ten, and the Giants are at five and seven. So yeah, especially if they don't trade a pick. But even if they do, they might trade one and, and take a wide receiver with one of those as well. Anything else you got today, Tim? Not today. I think we're covered the news pretty good. Yeah, there's a lot it's, of news. You love to see. It was a crazy it. day. I was out. I was out having my chimichanga for lunch <laughs> with a coworker. We were talking about work, and we look up and. I, I got this uh, notification on my phone about Wilson because we were talking earlier about Rogers. And then I saw something on the uh, the TV screen that talked about McCaffrey. The Panthers were open to listening to offers from McCaffrey and everyone was like, duh, <laughs> of course they are. Yeah. Well, that's about it. You got a gripe of the week. Uh, not this week. I was thinking about one earlier, uh, like two days ago, and I just I can't remember it. So I'm going to pass on it. Honestly, me, the the moody, you know, bitchy dude, I got nothing. I, I couldn't think of a gripe, but I was like, I'm not gonna try hard. I'm not gonna try too hard. I don't I don't got nothing. My back hurts a little. I mean, suck it up. You got a highlight? You got something something good, some good shit. <laughs> well, we uh a lot of what I do, I work in the basically logistics or like a lot of international business and getting stuff shipped or procurement, things like that all over the place. And we had some issues with some orders where our vendors were kind of pushing back on dates and we needed to make sure we got stuff over for release, but they ended up coming back and giving us our allotted time. And it's going to give us like a week before we hit our, our drop dates, which is really, really good. And it's a pretty good stress reliever because I was emailing, I basically been emailing Chinese vendors at like two two o'clock in the morning the last like week <laughs> so i don't have to do that anymore nice um my i guess we'll stay with work my it is official i have a start date i got the job we're, we're doing that so that's fan freaking tastic i love that. it i love it yeah thank you this should be you gonna tell them week. what you do or no uh i'm making mirrors for space telescope so you can see like planets behind stars and other stuff so the next step will be spacex yep (laughs) so excited for that 
just a much better situation all around. So two weeks of me doing what I do until I start. And I also got uh, Oliver Tree this weekend, which is pretty sweet. I'm a big oh, fan. is this concert like two of four that you bought? No, this is like five of eight. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah. I had a couple weeks off. I had the back-to-back tour in Billie Eilish a couple weeks ago. Um, where do we got? I'm trying to pull up. I don't have it. I was trying to pull up a bookmark for the bookmark of the week real quick. I, could, I, can't, I can't pull it up on stream, so I'll just say it. Uh, it is add Albert O to a mid to late third for an early second in draft McBride. Now, that is my take, and I was told it is some of the worst advice I've ever seen on the website. So I'm going to put it in our bookmarks so we can come back and look at it. I wish you said something about dropping Mike Evans. That Mike Evans was toast. Then we could have really had a conversation. Oh, wait, that's already been done. Yeah, that was hard to talk about. <laughs> and yeah, that was the worst take that we've ever, ever seen. So I love it. Fade Duchesne's baby. That's going to do it for this week. We'll be back next week. I don't know what we'll talk about. Probably some free agency, hopefully. Maybe do another bracket in light of March Madness. So thanks for listening. We'll talk to you later. Peace. Peace.